welcome to the second episode of Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're going to talk about some games. First the Pac-Man eats through a maze of dots. Then the Pac-Man heads for the corner spot. Then he eats his fill of a power pill. And then all those ghosts turn blue. Boo! And Pac-Man eats them all too. Have you played Pac-Man? It's the new video computer game everyone's talking about. And naturally, it's from Atari. Have you played Atari today? Before we start, I found this little news story from uh, the late 70s about video games and you know, the introduction of arcades and all that. And with the, uh, you know, the re-emergence of kind of the nostalgia for that sort of thing, the arcades and stuff by you know, Stranger Things being on TV and things like that. I thought it was kind of cool to play because it, it does give a little bit of uh, insight into what the thought process was about video games back then, how they were marketed and what their target audience was and what they were used for. I mean, you hear one kid talk about it, you know, instead of going out and, you know, ramming your car into a tree or smashing, you know, things, you play video games and that's how you relieve stress. So it was marketed as a, as a stress reliever to a certain degree, which is kind of different than the way we think about it now. I mean, if anything, when I play certain games, I get more stressed. <laughs> so let's take a listen. In 1978, a new Japanese machine appeared on American shores. Although it looked innocent enough, this machine turned out to have some unusual powers. It kept kids mesmerized for hours, made teenage boys forget about girls, and even caused business executives to skip the three martini lunch. The machine was Space Invaders, and it became so popular that it inspired a song, fan clubs, tournaments, and even caused a serious shortage of coins in Japan. Space Invaders prompted a video game revolution in the United States, as more than 30 computer and electronics companies started designing new games and competing for our quarters. In 1980, Americans spent $3.3 billion playing video games. That's more money than the total combined budgets for the cities of Chicago, Boston, Washington, Dallas, and Cincinnati last year. Who's playing the games? Well, if you go to any arcade, you're likely to see people of all ages. But game manufacturers tell us that the overwhelming majority, about 85% of all the players, are teenage males. One main reason is, like, the teenage kids under 16, they can't drive yet, so they can't go out cruising around and... You know, they have, need something to do, so they come here and they waste their money on the games. It's some like a sport almost, parts of it. Just coordination and developing patterns. It lets you release some of your tensions. And, you know, lets you think for a, for a minute that you're a part of a spaceship destroying aliens or attacking the Earth. It's good just to sit down and not have to think for a while and just blow things up. You know, like you hear about people that go out and smash their cars into trees because they're just fed up. This is a good way of taking out your aggressions without doing any harm. So we were talking, jamming a little bit about Wolfenstein. And like I played the original Wolfenstein game back in like the early 80s on the Commodore 64. And that was some weird shit because like, you know, the rooms you'd walk into, you know, like instead of, it wasn't 3D first of all, you look straight down, like looking at a map. And you know, if you're walking into a room and there was a second room in that room, like a little, you know, like a box. It was basically was a white box with a tiny little square to, to show, you know, or maybe a space in the, in the box to show where you could walk through. And everything was really, 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 really simple. I mean, these games were like 12 kilobytes or something in size. 
That's ridiculous. That's very bad. You know, and then I remember like in the early 90s, I had a buddy named Mike who had, another buddy named Mike, uh, who had a, a, had a computer <laughs> upstairs and, and on his computer he had Wolfenstein 3D. And I was like, whoa! Yeah. It was ridiculously fun. I'd never played anything like that before. I mean, this is before Doom and all that stuff. I mean, it was really, really kind of neat. Yeah. But I remember those old cartridge games. Like, you know, the whole, um, yeah, that era, like, they, they were so simple. I mean, the, my first computer system was a Commodore 64. So the games were very simple, but they were very colorful. Yeah. They had a lot, like, really, really good sound. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of nuts. Like, I remember we got a ColecoVision, and the ColecoVision games... As fun as they were, and that was a system just dedicated to video games, we're still not as right. good as the Commodore 64s. And that was kind of funny to me. I always thought, you know, if you bought a game system at that point in time, I always thought that it would be better than, um, than anything you could possibly get a computer, because I didn't understand the, the right. differences in programming and things like that, you know. I mean, you, you, what was your first computer system? You were born well, in 95. So I was 95. Good. I had, win- well, like, I grew up with Windows and, like, their whole wave of pushing like get the get the discs put them on your computer download the program and now you got all these games and it was like awesome because i grew up with like rpg games like age of empires and uh well no that's strategy but I, I, i i grew up with all kinds of pc games that were like out there and crazy for their time oh yeah and so it was like you you seen a lot of development Sim changes and things like that leisure suit layer and Wolfenstein <laughs> was one of them games like just like Doom uh, you know it was just you know the constant gun swapping to ridiculous guns <laughs> you got Nazis running around and you're just killing them for fun like it's just it's just one of them classics but I mean the the the, the game shift was so serious though oh yeah there like, was a ga- there was a game called um a redneck rampage. Oh my god! Did you ever play Redneck Rampage? Never. That was a that was that game. It was after Doom, and you basically you were a redneck going around, or you were some guy down south basically, and like uh-huh. you know, I don't know, alien ch- chickens had taken. I don't know. I forget what it was, but it was one of those games where you know, like with Doom, you'd be walking down a corridor, you could hear stuff in the background, and the AI, the really primitive AI they had at the time, if your character walked past a certain area close enough to a monster, it would trigger the monster's response. So you hear the roaring. Okay, so you got some AI feedback. Well, you hear the roaring. Yeah, you, you know, you would trigger that response. You'd hear like the roaring. You hear, yeah. like, you'd hear the monsters. And I remember Redneck Rampage too, because you'd hear like the, the rednecks. You know, if you get too close to me, like, oh no, they start talking <laughs> to you or whatever. But you wouldn't hear them. I mean, I mean, you, you wouldn't hear them. You wouldn't. You couldn't see them. You know. So like, I mean, there was points in that game though. These games. This is before the internet, so you couldn't look shit up. Right. And I remember spending almost a week. We had to ask around with friends. Well, yeah. You had to find, uh, you had to find groups and books and all kinds of oh, shit. Oh Jesus! And it's, I remember walking around for a week. I kept hear I couldn't beat this one area, and I could hear this freaking redneck talking <laughs> shit. And I had no way to get to him. I, I didn't know where he was. I literally walked around. I clicked on every freaking thing in the guy. It was bad. And it was then, a it, complex time. The games were like that though. Some of those old games, you like, it was a click fest. You would spend your time just clicking on everything on the fucking screen trying to get something to react. <laughs> You know, I mean, I remember doing that with, um, oh, Jesus, what game? Crystalis for Nintendo. Oh, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. That game, it got to a point where I didn't realize it had glitched, you know, and I had gone, I'd gotten far enough in where I was at a pyramid, I fought, you know, this this bat demon chick, Uh and uh, after that, nothing happened. I didn't realize that you had to literally 
there was an area behind like where you fought her you had to walk through so I'm waiting in that room okay I beat her nothing's happening uh-huh. nothing's going on so I walked back out of the pyramid I walked, I walked all the way back to the beginning of the freaking game and then worked my way through all the dungeons all the levels trying to figure out did I miss something did I forget something that's the and worst I, uh, finally, I finally you know I was bitching about it at school and looked at one of my friends and was like dude you just go behind the throne thing blah 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 I was like god damn it you know <laughs> And that's how those games went. Like it oh, was yeah. all word of mouth. You well, it's know? trial and error, and if you trial and error doesn't work, you gotta pass it along. Like, dude, I Wolfenstein mean, was all map making. I remember yeah. sitting down, like, you know, sitting having papers, dude, yeah, having and drawing draw. which oh, way you went. God, yeah, that sucked. It yeah. was horrible. <laughs> it's a because if you moment. fucked up, or you got to turn around, you go, okay, well, I gotta retrace this. And you know what game was really bad like that it was Fester's Quest. Fester's Quest for Nintendo. You would go in these houses, and everything was grayed out. Uh-huh. There was no variation in colors, really, for the most part. So, like, you go around, you could, I literally would walk in a house and get fucking lost. <laughs> I would, like, if you turned around, or you left the room and came back and forgot, you'd be like, oh, fuck. So, you, I mean, just trying to find the exit, you clicking on doors, just blowing up, and, you know. See, I think the closest thing uh, modern time has to that with games mm-hmm. would be, like, Kingdom Hearts. Which is Square Enix's like yes. Final Fantasy Disney crossover? Yeah, I played that a couple times. It's and like, there's moments where I was playing that game as like an eight year old, and I'm like, <laughs> what fucking eight year old is gonna get through this? Oh, like, yeah. like seriously, I'm like, I just went back to the game like maybe seven, eight months ago because they re released it in HD, and I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm past twenty. And I'm still fucking struggling with this <laughs> shit. Like, well, like, that goes back. You know, I was talking uh, the other day on Twitter with somebody, and I, I mentioned how I'd gone back. Oh, it's Paul Ritchie from Continue Show. Actually, yeah. tweeted, you know, like how like he was they were playing that Cuphead game, and I'm like, Jesus, it's Christ, ridiculous. Why? Really, really hard. I was like, There's no way I could play that. That it's game like, was announced though, like seven or so years ago. Like it was, know. it was supposed to come out forever. But it told, ago. And, and I told him, I like, I went to play Castlevania. The other day. I got my ass kicked. Castlevania Three. I should. Wanna have some fun? Try to guess which of these toys will run longer. Here's a clue. It's the one with the Duracell battery. That's because when you leave it running, a Duracell battery will last up to six times longer. So it will still be going, long after regular carbon batteries have stopped working. If you guess the pink elephant, you're right. Duracell. The copper top battery. It makes all your toys last longer. (laughs) <laughs> We're back. Sorry, we had a bit of a problem. It helps to uh, actually check how much battery power you have in your microphones before you start podcasting. <laughs> As a general rule, it's always good to know. That's pretty important. Yeah, it's kind of important. So, but anyway, yeah, Castlevania. I got my ass kicked. Castlevania Three it was very difficult. You know, <clears throat> I literally like I reached a point where my thumb would not like my brain was saying hit the button and my thumb was just going uh uh-uh, uh you're fucking old you need to screw don't off don't do it yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> don't do it yeah don't do it it's bad and uh <laughs> I was thinking about how lucky I was even to have Nintendo and stuff like that you know because I have my original, original Nintendo I can play Castlevania on it mm-hmm. but the original kind of the system I played Doom on for the first time I didn't have an actual mouse mouse I had a trackball mouse yeah <laughs> and that was the worst experience of my entire life a trash It was horrifying. Those are the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. And I played my Commodore 64. We had controllers. Uh-huh. And it was, they were way overly complicated. And, like, they, they were either little sticks with knobs on the end of them. Like, they tried to be, like, an arcade, you know, system. You know, or an arcade controller. But right. It just it did not work good. 
But I remember playing um, <clears throat> some of the first, yeah, the first games I think I ever remember playing where I actually enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but it was really difficult. I had that same feeling where I just couldn't move fast enough mm-hmm. were games on the ColecoVision. And, I, you know, looking back at it now, I think a lot of the problems weren't necessarily with me. Because I was like eight years old, nine years right. old. I was in my video game prime. I was fine. Right. Yeah, I was fine. You know, I actually had reflexes. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, 40 years old and falling apart. Um, but it was the controllers themselves. The ColecoVision controllers had a full number pad. You guys can look this up on the internet. Look what a ColecoVision controller looks like. You have a full number pad. Like, you know, and an asterisk and a pound sign. And it was just the stupidest thing in the world. And it was it was huge square with two triggers on the side and a little um, stick in the middle. It, it would look like a joystick, but it was so freaking stiff, it might as well have been a solid chunk of plastic that didn't move because it was ridiculous to game. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at the controller right now. <laughs> it's really bad. He put it, down the phone. It's so bad. That it was so bad. It, it was really bad. That's so bad. It looks like a toy phone with a dial on it. Like They were all like that, though. The television ones had that, you know. That's ridiculous. It was really, really, really shitty. Like, I can't even explain to you. Like, <laughs> gaming with that was really bad. Man. You know, I mean, the games were kind of fun. I mean, they didn't have anything. Like, legitimately, the Commodore 64, my C64, had games on it that were really shitty. Like, there was a Pac-Man clone that had the weirdest sound effects you've ever heard. I mean, now you look back and people love that stuff. They love those sound effects. They're kind of neat, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it was painful. <laughs> you know, but... For every really shitty Commodore 64 game, there was like, you know, two or three really cool ones. But, mm. <clears throat> you know, you go back to the way we were talking about, like, you know, uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. There was a couple, there were a couple of different versions of Wolfenstein you could get for different systems. I mean, it legitimately, like, for the most part, if, like nowadays, if you buy a game for, an, whether it be an Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, it'll look very similar to the other version of it on PlayStation. It'll look like the same yeah. thing. It'll be very subtle uh, graphical differences, but that's just because the system has different specs. But you look at Wolfenstein, the original Wolfenstein. And it was actually different. Dude, it looked, well, because a lot of times they had different programming languages, too. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, a, a VIC-20 or a Commodore 64 looked a lot different than, you know, well, Apple didn't really have a whole lot going for it back then, but, yeah. you know, like, it looked a lot different than, like, you know. <laughs> well, people forget Apple had a system of its own, and it didn't do well. Um, Apple actually had their own console and like they were on their way to doing the same thing that Nintendo and and Sony did and even Microsoft did but it failed so early that they just they they passed they were like we're gonna stick to computers it's it's crazy things you learn about with the evolution of game systems and oh yeah especially back then it was (laughs) so like everybody was trying something new well, there weren't any cheat codes either. I mean, from you yeah. know, at least as far as I remember, um, like there was never cheat codes. They were never really cheat codes. That was that I mean, was my, coming my, out when I was a kid. Plot, my mind's plotting backwards. There definitely were none for ColecoVision. The function simply didn't exist. Um, there I think were that was my era Easter more eggs than in some games for Nintendo sixty. Oh my God, Commodore sixty four. There were some Easter eggs here and there. Yeah, but it was there was this. There weren't that many areas where you would need a cheat code anyway, because a lot of times they were one screen games. Yeah. You know, in a very, very rarely a game like like Blue Max would come out. 
Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Blue Max, he does a little flying game. He drop bombs on crap or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so the screen scrolled. But it was extremely rare. You know, Bruce Lee was a game um, that had multiple screens. And that was a fun game to play. It was a very difficult game to play. Um, but then you had games like... Uh, Save New York, which is one of my personal favorites. You know, you're supposed to like literally shoot these aliens and stuff from eating the buildings. So if they eat the buildings too much, the buildings collapse. Yeah. You know, but like I always just always just blow the buildings up because I thought it was fun. Yeah. So I always lost. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the type of games I grew up that's with. A strategy. Well, the type you know, like Wolfenstein was different for me because it was it was a big long it was like, it was a maze. There was a lot of screens to go to. Yeah. Every screen was different. It was very cool. You know, and then. I mean, there was like there were games like Zaxxon and stuff for ColecoVision where it would just kind of like, you know, the boards would repeat themselves, but you could go, you know, we could travel up and down, like kind of move up and down the screen. It would kind of scroll. It looked like you were really like moving in the game, you know, mm-hmm. like actually getting somewhere, even though if the screens did just repeat themselves over and over. Right. Um, did you ever play a game like? It's hard to explain. You can look up a game called Buck Rogers for ColecoVision, and there's, there's a similar game called Beam Rider. And those are the type of games where you sit behind your character and you're flying 3D, quote-unquote, at the screen and shit just comes flying at you. Those games I love. Oh, I've seen games like Beam Rider. Yes, and it was fun. I mean, I thought it was neat. Because the planes coming at you just just looks like you're in a 3D world. Exactly. And you had games like 3D World Runner, which was really popular uh, for the Nintendo era, you know. I mean, there was a weird... Like null zone between you know after the video game crash where they're like I had a I had a bunch of games for League of Vision. My friends had Atari games and shit, mm-hmm. and you could still occasionally find stuff for computers, but there really wasn't much of anything. Right. You know until like you know Nintendo like the NES Nintendo came out the original one. Yeah. And that was freaking crazy. But you still even with that you still did not have Wolfenstein. No. You didn't have Zaxxon. Nope. You didn't have. I mean, they had Frogger and shit, but it wasn't like a lot of those I had games. Frogger growing up. That was awesome. Well, they didn't even make new ones. They just they simply, simply didn't. Well, they make well they re, they would remake it mm-hmm. in different yeah, ways. Yeah. Years but later, it was maybe. never it was never new. No, no, no. It was the same game, just reskinned. And they reskinned that. I mean, they've redone that game a lot. Wolfenstein. I mean, Doom. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you could really consider Doom a clone. I think Doom was kind of. Its it was own along animals. the same line, but yeah, it was its genre, own. But yeah, I mean, but then you have other things like like the Continue Show guys. A couple of weeks back, they played a Bible game where like it was a three D. It looked freaking looked like. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D, but you were like I don't know if you were Moses or something. I don't know. Oh my god! And you walked around. You, sling, you walked around the slingshot. It was. It was. I was watching. And I'm like, that's Jesus. ridiculous. I was like, I kept expecting them to kick open a door and to be Nazis. And you're like, Hooten dog, you know, the, the guy with the double. <laughs> you know, the guy had like two machine gun, two uh, yeah. Gatling guns for hands. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. You know. <clears throat> Where's Hitler? Oh my god! I want my so money funny. back. It was so funny. <laughs> Games like that really wet my appetite for the. Uh, uh, what you might call it, that whole like hunting through mazes sort of thing, like uh-huh. first person shooters. I mean, the first real first person shooter that I, I legitimately got into and I could not stop playing was not Goldeneye. I know. liked Goldeneye, but it wasn't my favorite. It was the first. It was, it was honestly it was Battlefield nineteen forty two. Mine was Medal of Honor. Ugh. I loved Medal of Honor when it first came out. Uh, I, I can literally say I never really played that game a lot. The only front, time I ever front played that was my yeah. life when it came out because it was that D Day experience oh. right out the gate. I was like, "Holy shit!" But then, uh, 
I don't know. Every every game they had after that was kind of like it just slowly went down after Frontline. Like they had Rising Sun, which was cool because it was about like the whole uh, Eastern Front of World War Two with Japan and all that. But then like then once they started getting into the next level uh, consoles, it just got worse. But, <laughs> was that bad, huh? but Battlefield kept getting better, so it was like oh yeah. You know, if you go back to Battlefield's origins. You know, they were like, they have seriously done nothing but elevate for the most part for the past 20 years now. Well, Battlefield 1942, we had, um, we ladder. I was part of a group of guys. Mm-hmm. My buddy Dan, my, the only friend I had still had, well, I have two friends from then that I still talk to. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of them goes by the name of Clown Catcher. Uh-huh. His name's Dan. My other buddy, uh, Wolfwood, his name is, 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 is Dan Yi, but he says Danny. Yeah. You know, he's Asian. He's sick of us mispronouncing it. Yeah. Um, Dan Yi, by the way, came to my wedding. You know, it's it's the you know the the ties that you form with a lot of these online gaming. You know, we were friends for like four or five years online. That's crazy. And I invited him to my wedding. He came to my wedding, and then he's walking around with a camera, telling people that we met on the internet. And I, I got him there by offering him candy. He's such an ass monkey. Oh my god. <laughs> he's so mean. And um, people thought maybe he was our wedding planner, and I don't know, maybe because he was a smart dressed young Asian guy. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was like, I'm actually his friend. We were friends, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Battlefield 1942, I remember there was a game called Army. And a game called Battlefield 1942. And I couldn't figure out which one to pick. Yeah. And I was like, uh, it's like, uh, da, da, da. you know, one of Army got good reviews. And then, you know, Battlefield got good reviews. So I picked Battlefield 1942. And I'm so glad that I picked Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Because that game, as sloppy as it was, I mean, you could shoot a, a plane with a bazooka. Yep. And it would lose like one bar of health. I mean, that game was ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, they there were so many mod, you know, modifications for it, mods and things like that. I just went on and on. They had Battlefield. Uh, there was a Battlefield Vietnam before they officially uh-huh. released Battlefield Vietnam. Uh-huh. And there was Battlefield Desert Storm, which we played a lot of. They laddered that the Battlefield Desert Storm because they had like you know, A-10 Warthogs and those giant planes and the big mortars that launched. My brother-in-law would know. He's in the Air Force. He would know the names of all Oh, yeah. But, um... You know, and the game just kept they, the same game, the original vanilla Battlefield. They would just reskin it, and add this to it, and add that to it, and all these programmers that really, really. That's how a lot of games built. Oh I yeah, mean, they oh, just yeah. took the same engine, the same everything, and just added something new until it worked. Yeah, well, they did that. I think they did that with EverQuest to a degree until they pushed it to the point where they couldn't make the graphics look any better. Yeah, because they they looked they were so pixelated, and you were in this newer era where you know they were releasing newer games, but they were built off the same skeletal structure, same engine. Right. You know, but Battlefield, no matter how shitty it looked, <laughs> there was always something about there's something about the the multiplayer sixty four guys on a server once yep. just beating the shit out of each other. You always had friends that would be a sniper would disappear, go off on their own. You always have friends that flew cool every time. Hell. Just flew. They, all they do is want to fly. Uh-huh. They want nothing to do with you on the ground. If you're on the ground, you're dead, and then they don't care. They get in the jets and they fly. You and know? this was back in what year? That would have been 2000. And like, I think Battlefield came out in 04. Okay. So I mean, literally, like it's 2017, and I'm still going through that with oh, yeah. my friends. Oh yeah. Like the times haven't changed as far as Battlefield goes. Yeah, the same rules apply. It's just a lot better looking. And you can play a lot more people, dude, can't you? I mean, you well, can play with a lot more console people. is finally at the point of sixty-four man. Sometimes pushing past that, because I mean, PC you just have free reign with everything. But like consoles have been stuck at like like for the longest they were stuck at twelve man games. Then they pushed up to twenty-four man. 
then they got to 32 and like just in the past four or five years they got to like 64 and it's like now it's like holy shit on consoles but do you think that was because the, the consoles really weren't connected to the internet properly like a regular computer was like they didn't have the network infrastructure? i think i think it was a combination of that and the fact that it would crash the games having to <laughs> run so many different uh angles with it like you got so many different people's pings to run off of yeah that it was probably too much for the systems to handle we so used to have like, to kick nope. people because the original battlefield games you know those games even slow down the server if you joined if that everybody, too server yeah. space oh yeah well real well, issue with if, you had, if you had like you know 20 guys playing and some guy joins from Uzbekistan and he's got a ping of like 1200 <laughs> it fucks up the server it would literally instead of it, the server Man. being able to change a little bit and, and you know and deal with the problem it would just it would lag terribly That's and awful. if you kicked them off the lag would disappear it was very strange still, you would think you would think it would just lag on his end yeah it's still a thing you'll see guys from Japan joining a, a American server and you'll see their ping is so shit and yeah. you're like dude there is no chance we're gonna have a fun time with you in this game. I, <laughs> I love your people, but like, dude, we you don't have a chance here. Well, we had groups in the uh, the Ninth Infantry clan that I was in that uh-huh. yeah, that's real. That's going way far back. It was but before I got married and before I had a life and thing. You know, I, was, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, legit. I mean, those are my friends. Though we we drink and have fun and then shoot the yeah. shit and play games. You know, but um, like <laughs> we had we had a group of guys from Europe. And we had a group of guys from the U.S. And we very rarely intermix. Like, for the European guys to, like, be up when we're up gaming was very, very rare. That's tricky because you got, like, a six-hour gap at we, all times. We'd get, off at, we'd get off of work. We'd eat dinner or whatever. And then we'd start gaming and have fun. We might be up till midnight playing. But for them, they'd already been... It's just, already in the morning. Oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're up. They're up. But there was always a couple. And they'd be like, you're a slacker. You know, you, you should be at work. Like, shut up. You know? <laughs> Don't you judge me. But uh, yeah, those games were cool. That, that style, though, I really... You go back and think about it, I mean... I, I would kind of like to play Wolfenstein 3D in multiplayer. I'm sure somebody's done it. Somewhere there's got to be a game out there. You know? Uh, I'm not sure if the new Wolfensteins have it in multiplayer, but... Didn't I'm sure. I'm sure... Well, Doom just came out uh, three years ago, I think. Maybe two years ago. And it's... I mean, it's basically Quake. I don't know if you know what Quake is. Quake, I played a couple times. Quake was it, really weird. It's literally just Quake reskinned with demons. Quake reminded me of Duke Nukem for some reason. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> playing it's, it's, it is that style. Yeah. Um, but the Doom is really fun. Uh, the campaign is awesome. Uh, and the multiplayer is literally just copy paste Quake with Doom reskinned. Yeah. On uh, on like the maps are all like hell or like labs well yeah I don't, I mean, there was a book there was a series of books that came out for doom and this is how much of a nerd i am i bought the fucking things there were four of them <laughs> maybe five i think it was four i read them all i read them back to back and i ate them up because i was in high school at the time and i thought it was the coolest shit ever i'm like yeah, the doom book you know and the girls were like you're a freaking dork you know like, you know but you know that was, that was the usual thing it was back. that was usually how it went back in high school my friends and I thought we were the coolest shit. You know, we yeah. we drank and we smoked and we we had the mouths like you know literally that our parents would lose their minds if they heard the shit we talked about. Uh-huh. But uh, that's why I watched like Stranger Things. I'm just like, ha! I get it. We used to talk <laughs> that, like that too. That was me. It was so bad, so foul mouth. You know, <laughs> but you know they <laughs> you couldn't really talk to people outside of your group about stuff like that. Like you had your core group of friends, but like if, if you looked at somebody else in the class and was like, you know, you know, hey Scott. You know, like, dude, I was playing this game on Super Nintendo, blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, you fucking dork. Because it's, 
it you know like in high school there's always those different tiers of people different yep. groups you know clicks you could well it's separate this is my school we only had 50 kids in my graduating class so our clique was really small <laughs> but for the most part we were the only you know nerds in our class and oh. if there was any if there were any other nerds they faked it. They faked that they weren't. They hit it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they they had to be part of the cool crew. We just didn't give a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were. That was me. We, my buddy Mike, Mike and I would get together on Friday nights. Oh, you don't say I, I was there. You shut your smart mouth. <laughs> I think I think you were like two. No, not even, not even because this I probably been, wasn't born. Junior year in high school, nineteen eighty four. I was nineteen ninety four. Sorry, ninety four. Ninety four. I was just barely a thought. That was a thought. Yeah. <laughs> just barely. That's kind of bad. Actually, no. My dad, no, my mom didn't get pregnant until like March. So, nope. 90, 95. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we would uh, we would go to this place called Europa Market over on Seven Mile Road and uh, Mac Avenue, and they had like gummy worms, all sorts of shit, like uh, jelly bells. We get sacks of gummy worms, sacks of this or And we'd go back to Mike's house or my house, usually Mike's house because I lived in the ghetto. <laughs> he lived in a better neighborhood. And we'd play Super NES until like two in the morning. That's awesome. We were, we were you know, it was it was great. He had a, uh, he had a Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, and I think, no, he didn't have Genesis. He said he said and he uh, had a computer, of course. You know, my buddy Jeff, Jeff Lang had all the systems. He had a, he had a TurboGrafx sixteen, which I had never played before. TurboGrafx sixteen had these little weird card games, like they looked like playing cards. It was the weirdest thing in the world. To this day, I look at those things. I'm like, what is that? You know, you know, Nintendo's got these giant cartridges, and then the Turbo Graphics has these little tiny playing cards, like even smaller than a deck of cards, like little tiny things. And those games are kind of fun to play. Like Genesis, you know, it had fun stuff to play on, you know, fun games and things like that too. But um, Super Nintendo was my shit. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I bought that system, and I lost my mind. I remember we moved up from North Carolina in 1991, mm-hmm. and we had left in the, at the beginning of my winter vacation down there. And the winter vacation up here in, in the Detroit area didn't start until a little bit, a couple of weeks later. So, like, I was off school for like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we moved up here and I bought a Super Nintendo. And my first game was uh, Super Mario World. Yeah. And I played the shit out of that game. You know, I still play my ColecoVision because I still had that. And I still had my original Nintendo. Yeah. You know, but I didn't have a computer at the time. And even, even playing Super Mario World, I mean, I love those games and stuff. When Wolfenstein came out for Super Nintendo, it blew my mind because mm-hmm. my only memory of that game and that three D, you know, that genre was really pixelated. You know, not I shouldn't say shitty, but compared to Super Nintendo, it was a little more right. Crap. You know, and I look back now, I mean, there's a whole nostalgia thing about looking at those old games, like we talked about once before about you know you go back and play those old games or watch those old movies or TV shows, and you just go, oh god, like it looks painful. Yeah, it looks painful, but. Back then, that was the shit. Oh yeah! Oh no, you know dude! I mean? Yeah! Like, oh yeah! My go, going from zero games, zero anything to do to shit like that, just slowly being introduced, like all of that shit was incredible. I could play fucking Atari games on my ColecoVision. That's how badass my ColecoVision was. <laughs> like they had a, a component system, an expansion module you could plug in and play freaking Atari games. I mean, That's great. Oh, my God. People would lose their mind if you tried that nowadays. You couldn't connect an Xbox to a PlayStation and start playing Xbox games. Oh, I've seen people do it. I have seen people do it. I've seen people take both consoles, strip them down, get the computers out, the processor, all the shit. That's just insane. basically strip the shell and then link them up into one box. That's and they got two nuts. separate HDMIs 
and you literally just flick a switch and it switches console. I've seen that thing where they had like the multi-console thing where it's Nintendo, yep. Sega Master System, Sega Genesis. They're, they're selling those too. It's got like all the classic yeah. shit. That's cool as hell. I like that. Stuff. I love it. I go back, I use emulators sometimes and I'll play or, you know, some of the older games like you know, I'll, I'll dig out, you know, Wolfenstein from time, like literally like once or twice a year and I'll play it for like five minutes and go, oh, that's kind of fun. But you get bored because you've beaten it so many times. Right. You know, it's not like a game like, like Final Fantasy for Nintendo is really fucking long. The original in the Final Fantasy is long as shit. Uh-huh. And you play that and you, you discover things, you remember things. But even if you, you've played it all the way through, it takes so long to play through that it's it's worth it. It's worthwhile because by midway right. through the game, you're like, I kind of forget what the fuck I do now. You know, like, you know, the hell do I? I gotta get the upgrade. I'm gonna become a ninja. That's kind of cool, you know. <laughs> so, boy, am I glad I never got into those games like that. I, I RPGs. I, I was I was a fan from a distance with Final Fantasy. Like I I knew what was going on, kinda, but I didn't care to get into it to the point where like I would actually go out my way to buy those games because. I knew those games took forever to beat. And oh, when dude. they were challenging, they were fucking challenging. I remember renting Final Fantasy. We were we were really poor, okay? Uh-huh. I had we didn't have a car and we had to walk to the grocery store and get shit. It was it was bad. But, you know, we we, we survived. We were it's okay. We we lived, you know. But there was past the grocery the grocery store was a uh, video store. You could go in there rent video games and VHS movies and, and beta beta max movies cuz mm. um because I'm old and I remember what Betamax was. Uh, Freaking, uh, I rented Final Fantasy. It was in the summertime. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, like, okay, this will be kind of fun. It looks neat, you know, whatever. I never rented an RPG before in my life. Um, I started playing that game and it blew me away. I loved it. I fell in love with it. You yeah. experience points and they make your guy stronger. Well, I kept that game so fucking long. I owed so much money. I could have bought the goddamn game by the time I was <laughs> It was that bad. Um, I remember when I actually went. I was like like a year or two two years later. Uh-huh. I actually bought the game. I legitimately just bought the fucking game, and I had still not beaten it. And it was really, really, really cool. Like I mean, because you get further and further in games, you know, those type of games, and it's, it's more in depth. You're invested in the storyline. You know the other areas. It's like, you know, it's like playing Ocarina of Time now. It's like you're invested and in you love uh-huh. it. You know, but for games like Wolfenstein though, and those older games, you know, you really that that emotional investment, I don't think, wasn't quite there because there wasn't a big backstory to it. You know, it wasn't as in depth. You know, as the newer games were. I mean, you, you, the instruction manual have a backstory, things like that. You know, uh-huh. but it wasn't like you know, you, you weren't playing Zaxxon and being like, oh, I'm saving the day. You were just like, oh, I'm hitting buttons and killing things. It's kind of neat. You know, at least that was my perspective on it. You know, like uh-huh. I don't really get that invested in it. No. You know, there was, um, <laughs> there were some games you could play uh, for the older systems that had, um, some like replay value was pretty high. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Most games though, not so know, much. Well, I don't know. ClickVision, I I would keep playing that after a while because <clears throat> I had nothing else to play. Yeah, <laughs> you That's know, understandable. Yeah, and you would literally get bored. Like I, I turn it, I would turn a game on to hear the opening sequence. Turn it back off again. Pull the game out. <laughs> pop another one in. And that's how it was. Like, there was a game called Space Fury. And to this day, I love the sound of Space Fury. You know, the opening sequence. <clears throat> and things like that. But then after a while, like, 
As soon as I start playing, I'm just like, why did I start this? I mean, I'll turn it back off again. It's like the nostalgia only goes so far. You know, Wolfenstein, games like that, they need to look at, like, in pictures. Or, like, those have the long plays on YouTube and stuff like that. But I would honestly not play Wolfenstein, uh, Castle Wolfenstein, the original one. I wouldn't play that again. Because no. it would frustrate the shit out of me. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think I would like that. There's, um... What was I going to say? Oh, I lost track of my mind. My mind is going. Um, <laughs> it's just disappearing. No, those games, I mean... They, I, them old games, you lose track of what's going on so quick if you weren't paying attention to every little detail. And when they don't tell you which way to go, they don't tell you what the objective is. Like, now, you kind of need it. Because the games are so massive nowadays. Oh, yeah. That if you don't have an objective, you literally could be walking around for days before you figure out what the hell is going on in the game. <clears throat> I mean, I just... I'm even bringing up that uh, Assassin's Creed game. It, uh... You know, it is the entirety of Egypt almost. Like, <laughs> like I swear, it's fucking massive. It took me about, I don't know, a half hour to get from the starting point to Giza. And I'm sitting there like, that's real life time <laughs> gone. Like, holy shit. The starting area, I get to the highest point, and I look at this fucking valley in the desert, and I can't even see the pyramids. And I'm like... You mean to tell me this is on the same map as the pyramids and I can't see the shit from the highest point I can find? Like, It's pretty it's, funny. Like, if you took away the objectives, you would just not have a way to beat these games nowadays. Well, you know, the thing is, is like games like, like that that take a long time to get anywhere, that used to be the thing when EverQuest first came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to play EverQuest on a 56k dial-up. That's no way to live, first of all. It's, it's sad. <clears throat> I mean, we did it. But you know the graphics were really primitive. You you get you get kicked off every now and then, or something like that would happen. But um, with EverQuest, like you would walk, like if you were a human, you would you you pick two cities to start from, mm-hmm. Quainos and Freeport. To walk from Quainos to Freeport, well, first of all, you couldn't freaking do it until you were at least level like I want to say like at least fifteen or twenty, and even then you were chancing it. But it would take you a good solid like two three hours to walk all the way across that freaking continent. You know, fighting shit along the way, like ducking, you know, shit, trying, trying to make it to the zone wall. Trying to make it to the zone wall so freaking hard because you're almost dead. Shit's following you. You get a train going now. You know, I don't know how many times I'd be sitting by a zone wall. Zone wall, by the way, is like these older games had, um, what should I call it? They'd have an area, like instead of loading the entire game board, you would, uh, they'd load, load little zones, like loading a level, you know. And it was it was, it was kind of cool because you know like you could if you started to die, you'd mm-hmm. run to the zone wall. You know if you if you're getting your ass kicked, you run to the zone wall. As soon as you start you zone out, you zone into the next next area, the the mobs disappear. They don't challenge you anymore. Right. And that was cool. But I mean, even then, like you'd be booking. So it was like a almost like a checkpoint. Yeah, basically. And when you when you hit that checkpoint, everything everything that was following behind you would just disappear because it wouldn't follow you. The problem is. You'd have, sometimes you'd have dicks that would like be way like too you know uh, low level to be in that zone, and they would pull a train. So you'd, you'd have all these people sitting by the zone while you know regenerating their health or whatever, you know, trying to mm-hmm. you know heal up a little bit or whatever. And all of a sudden you'd have some newbie come running by going train, and then like literally like forty or fifty monsters that he oh dragged across God. the whole zone, just come smashing him because he disappeared. 
they would turn their attention to the guys that are sitting down. That's awful. And if you were AFK, you're fucked. You come yeah, back from you're getting done. something to eat. Your corpse you're is done. laying there. Yeah, it's over. And in EverQuest, you had to go get your corpse. You literally had to run back from your starting city. You know what that reminds me of seriously is is Dark Souls. That's yeah. exactly what it. Because with Dark Souls, the whole thing is like, um, when you start the game, you get this much ability to heal yourself. So you you get hurt, you don't regen any health. You just gotta drink this flask and you get your health back. That's kind of nice. It's but, like a magic potion. But yeah, but every time you kill an enemy, they stay dead until you reach a bonfire. A bonfire is literally just a, a checkpoint at a certain spot on the game world. Um, you light the bonfire, you sit at it. The second you stand up, everything you killed is back, no matter oh. what point you're at in the game. So you could go all the way to the end of the game, sit at a bonfire. And then everything you killed up until that point is back alive. See, the original Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein 3D stuff, like in Doom even, remember Doom, mm-hmm. you could, if you killed a bunch of shit in the level, it stayed dead. Yeah. For the most, I don't think, I don't think they ever came back. Right. You know, with, with games like EverQuest, you might run into that problem because you need, might need to kill a specific creature for a quest. Like, yeah. It would it had a certain drive a drop, it would drop like a, an item or a head or something. Mm-hmm. But when you, you're playing a game like EQ online with like you know thousands of other people, yeah. if somebody's farming that area, <clears throat> you're fucked. Because they'll kill that creature and it takes a while to respawn. So you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Sometimes there would be lines of people sitting there waiting for a creature to spawn. Mm-hmm. Somebody would kill it, they'd loot it, and, everybody, and then they'd leave and somebody else would be waiting. Sometimes two, <laughs> two or three more people would show up. When the game designers got rid of that pretty quick if they found out that was going on they would stop it they right they're the best with their ability they would tweak it somehow or up the spawn rate or something you know right it's funny to think about like that became like a job for people like oh yeah you know whereas the old programming they would just make a game you know that was it they were done with it with games like EverQuest and you know, the modern games are constantly evolving adding things to it downloading updates downloading new things you know mm-hmm. you just I know for a fact you download like 80 gigs worth of shit for your yeah. game stuff. Constantly downloading shit. I mean, I swear I got I got a 2 terabyte uh, external hard drive and then the system holds 500 gigs. The external's already full. Jesus Christ. The And the fucking 500 gig hard, hard drive's like already got 100 gigs on it taken away. So no. it's like I, I'm down, like I'm, I got 2.2 gigs right now just like chilling full of games. And then I got all, like, just a little bit of that space left. Games have changed a lot. It's like, the system, massive, I mean, It's dude. insane. It shocked, it, it really shocked me when I first got a PS4, and I'm like, all right, cool, just the same, it's, like, I'm expecting the same size games as the PS3, maybe a little bit bigger, like, maybe five gigs bigger. Yeah. But, like, the first, like, one of the first games I got, because it was part of a bundle I got for the console, was uh, NBA uh, 2014. Jock. And uh, it was bundle. <laughs> bundle. <laughs> but, important uh, term. Bundle. Important part. <laughs> Bundled. Um, but I get it, and I, I pop it in, and it's disc. So I'm assuming all of the game memory and all of the shit associated with it will be on the disc and not need to be downloaded to my system. I put it in. This thing's fucking 60 gigs. And I'm like, holy shit. If I went back two weeks ago when I had a PS3, this thing was like 20 gigs tops. Oh, like, jeez. But, like, you see it, though. You see where the memory's going. When, yeah. you see, when you see a character, when you see LeBron James' face, and you're like, holy shit, is LeBron on my fucking screen That's right now? That's cool. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Like, where we're at right now compared to where we were at in the Wolfenstein era. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Like, 
And you could write games. I my stepfather was an engineer for Westinghouse, and he used to get electronic. Uh, it, I don't, it wasn't it wasn't EGM magazine, but it was some magazine you could pick up a Radio Shack or shit. Mm-hmm. I think he probably had a subscription to it. And in the back of the magazine, they would talk about computer stuff and this that, and, you know, yeah. you know, tape memory drives. Ooh, you put a you could put an audio cassette tape in a machine attached to your computer, and, and that was your game. It was on the audio cassette. It was really kind of good. And for those of you that don't know what cassettes are, fuck you. You're too young. Get off my podcast. <laughs> um, but. Basically, like those are the late '90s kids. That's that's beyond me. <laughs> late I, I know what a cassette is. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you can say. I had a rapper dad. He knows what's up. That's true. That's true. I had to learn. You did. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Mixtapes and stuff. Mixtapes. Um, <clears throat> but freaking. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm just looking at the tape. But in the back of the magazines, there was uh, code. Yeah. It would be like you know six to twenty pages of code and it was just tiny 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 fucking type like newspaper type you would type all this shit in you know load comma eight comma one asterisk print blah 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 you type, you type all this shit in sometimes it would take me days to get this done because I was like eight nine years old I had uh-huh. no attention span but when you got done you'd save it to a floppy disk and you had a Pac-Man clone you know or you'd have a Frogger game or you'd have some your game of somebody else written you know Right, you just you figured out what the code was, you put it in on your own, and now you got a game. It was very, very cool. There's uh-huh. no physical way to do that nowadays. You can't type. It's too complex. Yeah, and they, they specialize create you know tools to create the games and things uh-huh. like that. You know, I mean, the I'm developers sure. give out in, engines and shit. Exactly. Like certain ones have their own engines. Like it's not well. What is it? Unreal. Unreal Engine. They, say, yeah, they, they gave their shit out for free. Yeah. Unreal 4 is free, 100%. And you can run through that shit and do whatever you want. You can take parts from other games and throw them in there. I've seen people take Mario and throw them in fucking Grand Theft Auto and shit. That's insane, like, though. And then you, don't, you don't see a lot of companies. Sony nah. Online with EverQuest, um, there was, if you if you tried to host an EverQuest server on your own, which is the game does not was not built to do that. Right. But if you tried to host a game on your own and they found out about it, they would mm-hmm. sh- they'd cease and desist. You'd yeah. shut down right away. You know, nowadays it was for Unreal to do that. It's amazing. It's great because them doing that brought on a rise of like a lot, a lot of uh, modding, in mods, yeah. a lot of indie games to come out because companies that didn't have funding for a lot of that shit literally just were given the tools to do it, and so like you know you got these. The, there's actually people in garages making games and putting them up for uh, a possibility of ending up on a store somewhere. And then they do. And then these people are hooked up now. Which is crazy because you haven't seen that since the 90s. You know? That's pretty sweet. I mean, it's pretty great. And Unreal doing that was a great move. Unreal doing But like, like uh, Ubisoft, they their shit's private. Uh, fucking EA, all their shit is oh, private. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Activision, their shit's all private. Um, very few games that are AAA titles are even using Unreal. Very few. I think uh, I think Doom might have been one of the last games I played that did use it. Mm. Um, but it's such a good engine for being free. It's it seriously has top notch quality output. So them doing that was a fantastic move. They've released a lot of games on Steam and stuff, too, that I think they've converted over. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there was a game on Steam that I played, which I really, really, really enjoyed. I think it was called The Hidden. Oh, the it's, Hidden? Uh, what was it, a Gary's Mod? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where The Hidden, you, I mean, you... You you literally played as the ghost, You dude. played, yeah, basically, yeah. And your friends ran around with uh, shotguns, and 
you just had a knife and a grenade and you just ran around <laughs> stabbing your friends. Exactly. And you could hang their, their bodies and up or whatever. Stick their arms up on a wall and they're just like dangling. It was so great. The hidden source. Yeah. A genetically modified human with enhanced physical abilities. Yeah, because they took it from Counter Strike Source. Exactly. And that game was fun as shit. I used to love being there because you, if you were holding still, no one could see you. Yeah. Kind of like Predator. The second you move, you see the waves you see, in you the You see air. the waves in the air, yeah. But you, you could hear, like the, the other characters could hear, but the game boards were, were dark and dingy. Like oh, being yeah. inside one of the, like an alien game, you know? From the, All you had was the laser sight yeah, on your gun. Exactly. You know, and the hidden could do one shot kills. If he got behind you, it's over. He would hit the, he could hit somebody with that knife that so lunge. hard they would literally yeah. explode into pieces. Yeah. And then you, or you could you could slit their throats, hang their body up, you know, so and then great. and set it so that you could you could whack their body and run run to the other side of the room. Their body would swing, and your and their <laughs> friends would see it. It was like yeah, they kept running like, down the corridor thinking something's moving. They're shooting I mean, that's their, multiplayer horror. Like. <laughs> I loved that so game, great. and I sucked at it. Oh yeah, because I was always. I think everybody did. I don't know anybody that was really great. Oh, my my buddy Danny was really freaking good. He could sit (laughs) there. He could kill everybody over and over and over again. Got to the point where the only time you ever killed uh, Danny was if you got lucky and just sprayed the room with bullets and hit him. You're like, ah, you son of a bitch! Yeah, he's there. (laughs) Oh, he would teabag you. He was a oh my god, rude. Oh my god! I remember when I didn't know what teabagging was. <laughs> I didn't know what teabagging was. I got killed in a game, and I was like, "Why is he jumping up and down on my butt? He's putting his balls in my face!" Oh, you son of a bitch! I didn't know what it was until uh, I didn't know what teabagging was until Halo Two, I think. <laughs> and that's because I seen that's when YouTube was starting to become oh, yeah. a, a thing for the first time ever, and like that's when content creators would come out. And that's when I first seen like the dude at the video, and he was just teabagging after he killed <laughs> the dude. I'm like. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> whoever did that is just like the ultimate troll. So one thing, they never teabagged anybody in Dig Dug. That should no. never happen. Dig Dug, you know, teabagging no monsters there. Oh, fuck that. Should that. never happen. Never. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up another podcast. We thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. If you have anything, to, any input, any questions, or just want to yell, in. feel free to tweet at us mm-hmm. or send us an email. Um, I will put it up underneath the uh, podcast when I upload it on YouTube. It will be uh, up pretty soon, hopefully. Thank you very much. See you. See ya.